Thanks for joining us on Jock and Journo for another episode. Jake Clark from the Herald Sun. Scotty Pandlebury has got his chest out after making a couple of big calls in the past couple of weeks. And he's very happy himself. And Braden Cox, after the media awards last night, mate, here. You feeling a little bit dusty? You oh, okay? Bit, bit dusty, a bit tired. What, Did we win anything? No. We didn't win. We got an honourable mention, Did which we? is the, the whole thing's a raw. Don't even get me started on it. We were nominated. Mention. We were nominated for we something. We were really. best uh, best new talent radio online. Yeah, best new talent. Had the podcast up and go. coming journal. No, nah, not great. But oh. um, so what, how did, how did we not win it? Uh, I think else, they did someone else go out of pity. One? They gave it to ABC Grandstand Radio or some oh, number one. Some Maybe next time. <laughs> we're number one with a bullet. Maybe next now, time. Scotty, you said last week that uh, Dangerfield had to go forward. He uh, tore it up. He went forward. Just out. He the did week go before, forward, didn't he? Yeah. Get him yeah, started. yeah. The week before that, you said um, live as it happened. Look what Adelaide's doing in the national anthem. They've got the, this uh, Harker staring tactic. Which was a big talking point. You're on fire with your big calls. I'm assuming you got uh, a bullet loaded for us uh, this week. Uh, got a couple. It's not big calls. It's just reading the play, <laughs> looking at, <laughs> looking at um, both sides' strengths and weaknesses. This guy. You know? So looking forward, it's going to be a couple of cracking games because the finals have been pretty dull. Because Most games have been over by halftime. Yeah, they've so been pantsed. I think. Um, looking these, the... I think these two games are going to be huge. There. Yep. Pretty evenly matched. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a cracking prelim final. And these are the games that Stevie J said it during the week. They're the hardest ones to win. Yeah, 100%. and they're the best. They're the best ones to play in because it's the true supporters, the true crowd. It's not as corporate as a granny. Yeah, hundred thousand expected at the MCG for the Saturday Twilight Jeez, time between. Be I'll be there. Richmond Ooh. and GWS. What I'll if a GWS run away with it at three quarter time? Will all the ninety thousand Richmond it'll fans leave? Or? Oh, it'll be like the stampede, won't it? <laughs> they they might have to call the game off. It might be, just. They, they might, might actually riot. charge the stadium. <laughs> Jeez. It will be loud. That's one thing. Hey, um, let's quickly touch on the brown light because you're going to that on Monday. Have you got your suit? Is uh, Alex I ready? I don't have my suit yet. Um, gonna I'm sort picking. That soon? What day is it? Wednesday. I'm actually going tomorrow to try it on and get fitted. So okay. Um, yeah. Now, have, is it a good night, mate? Is it a fun night, or are you bored shitless? Um, oh, probably all of the above. Right. Yeah. So it's a good. It starts off all right. You know, having a few beers on your table, having a talk and a laugh and chewing the fat a bit and it's all pretty casual but then the telecast starts and it's quite formal and the door's shut and you can only go in the toilet during the ad breaks. Yeah, and That's annoying, isn't it? Um, the the drinks really dry up. So the sun goes down. Yeah, it's a it's bit sort tired. Of, that's fair, fair. Yeah, and don't forget, like we get there at five o'clock to do all this stuff and the telecast starts at, what, 7.30? Yeah, yep. you're normally and in bed by six. It doesn't finish till 10.30 and I'm... Notorious for bed at between eight thirty and nine thirty to get my sleep. <laughs> so like I'm the next day, regardless if I drink or not, I feel like I'm hungover. You beat out past ten o'clock. Um, what do, do you have? Do you play games or you know is there is there? Uh, a- oh, in the past, like yeah, like I've been going every year since my second year yeah. to the Brownlow. Yeah. So my Real first few years, um, we yeah used to play. F- um, people on your table got votes. You'd all have a drink and cheers and yep. all that sort of stuff. And then a few years there, well, the best ones have been when we've been in the granny. Yeah. Because well, you 2011, go. you finished fifth and Swanee won it yeah. first. So there's a heap of votes on yeah. the table. 2010, um, Swanee got a few votes then as well. And it's good fun when you're in the granny because you rock up late. You'll leave as soon as they announce the winner. Um, <laughs> you're in and out. So... We enjoyed those and you got training the next day. And they are, you know, even the years we've played prelim finals, they're more fun when you are around the mark because, you know, yep. 
your games usually the feature when they yeah. do the little clips and it's more they actually you, spend they spend a little bit of time you know when they read the votes out the last few years we've been out near the toilets where our table <laughs> is and um, yeah they couldn't give two tosses about us so um, but yeah we I'm not sure if we'll have anyone go close maybe Taylor Adams Trelaw. I'm not too sure that we'll have anyone go close, but hopefully a, we're you're sitting. Not a sneaky chance. You'd... Nah, 16 games isn't going to get it done. Gary Ampler got the BNF on like five games up yeah. at Gold Coast. Nah, so do you, do you make note of like when guys are robbed? Like, it's yeah, that's probably that's the funny one on the table. You you definitely know when guys. No, guys definitely know when they've been robbed. So it's always funny. Um, seeing the faces of players when they think they should get three. Yep. So there's one year where it was we'll see on the table and Swanee was. Like sort of, he's like, oh, the next three or four weeks here, I played shit, so I'm not going to probably get any votes here. And he went like three, three, three. Yep. And sort of from there, we're like, well, you're going to win from here because <laughs> you've got hot after this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not a bad fun. I feel sorry, like more than anything, you feel sorry for the girls that have to go through all the scrutiny that they go through. They get judged like they're you know rock stars, movie stars, and yeah. Um, How's Alex cope with it? She's a yeah, she's, she's all right now, but you know, for a few years there, it's pretty nervous for the girls to get ready, and it's an all day event for those so then they get judged um it's a bit unfairly on how they how they present and yeah you know, let's be honest it's not um I don't, know, I don't know what to say but i suppose you know you get shana blaze or whoever it is coming in and critiquing their outfits yeah you know, like they're there to support the players and yeah um, it feels like yeah. they're they're supposed to be making a name for themselves. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective because the partners do an amazing job supporting the players through all the um, stress and pressure and commitments and sacrifice. Um, I'm sure they'd love to go out every weekend for dinner, but sometimes you can't because yeah, you know you're living a dissimilar lifestyle. And then it comes to the Brownlow, and then they look oh. in the paper the next day and they get two out of ten for what they're wearing because yeah. what they otherwise think is a lovely dress, obviously, yeah. and and they all the girls look stunning. That is. That is harsh. That probably doesn't. Oh, always, the pressure just goes so much onto them, yeah. and it's unwarranted. They get all this pressure and scrutiny for being our partners, yeah. Um, and they're not—they're not your partner because they're supposed to look good on the red carpet. They're your partner for all the support, and um, they give you throughout the year. So yeah, I just—I feel sorry for the girls um, in that regard because everyone should just be supportive and encouraging. Yeah. Of they all do, the girls look all night, celebrate, yeah, yeah, celebrate a good night. So let's be honest. If you could pull a girl that walks down the red carpet, you're doing all right. You're doing okay. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they've banned the uh, the rotate the spinning disc. The rotate was into the rotisserie. The rotisserie. That was awkward for. I, uh, I just get a sense of this. Our end of season function that we organised for Jock and Jonah was gonna. We'll probably have to kick off at about three in the arvo to get you you home for bed in time. Yeah, I'm a luncheon sort of person. <laughs> a luncheon. luncheon. I like. <laughs> I don't nice want to luncheon. be a luncheon type of person. I like a luncheon. Nice lunch. Good food. Me and Jason kick on. This is why when we went to the footy together, they gave him like a blanket to put I'm over his lap. I'm yeah. surprised he went to a night game. Day, <laughs> yeah. games, day games only. Well, that's why the Richmond Adelaide, uh, Richmond Giants games tied in really well. 4.45, yeah. home by about quarter yeah. to eight. Have my cup of tea, <laughs> big, scotch finger biscuit, yeah. and off the bed. Bit of nap at halftime. <laughs> hey, tips for the Brownlow quickly. I mean, Dusty's going to win, um, and Tommy well, Mitchell... I don't know going to win. Huh? I don't think... You don't I, think he'll I, win. I think... He's sixty percent chance. He's going to poll forty votes, man. 60%. Yeah, but I've been before when Swanee was like this. Yep. In Dusty's position, where he was an absolute moral twenty ten mm-hmm. to win it, should have won it, didn't even go close. Well, who's Judd won it? Judd and won. Judd, who's second had, anyway? Judd, is Judd it had an average year mm. by his own admissions, and then you know sort of laughed when he won it to say like, "Ha, huh, sort of proved 
proved you wrong that I my year wasn't that bad. Danger second anyway. No, Tom Mitchell you can't get it. Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell. No, nah, but it goes to it, if he, he doesn't he won't if, get if he, Martin doesn't win it. Tom Mitchell win it. But he won't get recognised this year. It, they normally seem to do that. So like now he's on the radar. Next year is where he'll get all his votes because the Brownlows for this year. He played good footy this year. Yeah, you shouldn't have to do a year of good footy to be recognised. History says you do. The umpires like will be history. onto it. He's a yeah. ball magnet. It'll be but interesting to see is, what happens in the fifty possession game. This is where it's weird. If the MVP, if the if no, if the players uh, votes, yep. if if that event was more legitimate, it should really mean more than what the umpires are saying. Yeah, well, like, I think we the, made the most prestigious award. What I the think umpires not give. taking anything away from the Brownlow. I think the award that the players rate the highest coaches. is the coaches' award because mm. they're the people who are plotting your demise or. Trying to make you excel. And they know. Martin won that this year in the last game of the season by like two votes over Dangerfield. And I think everyone would agree they're the two best players. Yep. And the Brownlow might reflect that. You make more, from a commercial point of view, you make more money off winning a Brownlow. But I think the coach's award is the award the players want to win. Hmm. Yep. I think that's fair. Be interesting to see whether young Matty Crouch and Clayton Oliver how they go because uh, Crouch has a very strong finish and Clayton Oliver from Melbourne starts uh, brilliantly as well for the D. So be interesting to see whether the umpires are on to him. Let's talk about the games this weekend, Scotty. I know you uh, can't wait to get into them. Adelaide versus Geelong the first one. What would you do with Danger? Would you start him forward again or straight out of the midfield? Uh, I'd start him forward again. Um, there was a bit of commentary last week about you know you wish you had two of him because he's such a good centre bounce player, such a good player forward. Mm. Um, well, you can do. You sort of can have your cake and eat it. I reckon with that. I think you could start start with a five man forward line. Dangerfield in the centre bounce. One of your forwards Stands comes back. off the back of the square, so he effectively goes to centre half back. Ball goes up. Let Dangerfield do his work there, and then push forward after that. And then say your men and goaler comes and plays on ball from so there. He so can be everywhere. He can do the centre bounce stuff, which he's so good at, yep. and then just meander forward and find his way there because he's, as I said last week, he's unstoppable forward. And I said that mid like. The, you can replace him as a midfielder. I don't know, that's a huge call. But no one can do what he does forward mm. the ball as mids that Geelong have. So you can put any of Geelong's midfielders forward and Daniel Field is a three times better forward than any of them. Having lost um, Tommy Lonigan late before Sydney and having Lockie Henderson play loose in Danger Ford, how good of a performance was that from Chris Scott? I mean... Yeah, especially because if it all played out so late in the piece... I, th- I think they must have already had the plan to have Dangerfield play forward mm. before it happened and then to shuffle Taylor back onto Franklin, who did an amazing job. And um, Yeah, I think that... Yeah, I think Dangerfield going forward, you know, having the luxury as a coach to be able to do that. But I think Chris Scott also around the footy set up really well. Um, he had Henderson and, Henderson and Taylor effectively double-teaming Franklin all night. So tell us about Henderson. Why, do you, why was he so important? Well... He was their extra player at a stoppage, effectively off Sydney's fat side wing. So Geelong's fat side wing, whoever he was, he come back, picked up a forward, and then the defenders all shuffled to get Henderson loose. And that was my read on it, just from watching on TV. That's what I thought was happening. And yep. then you know any clearances that Sydney won, it goes Geelong, um, Sydney's way, but then it goes to Franklin, and there's Henderson and there's Taylor sort of tying him up, and one of them just marked it. Marked the ball a fair few times, and you could see in the screen how frustrated Franklin was getting, mm. trying to call the Geelong, um, sorry, trying to call the Sydney forwards back to engage their defenders, but it was actually the winger who needed to come back and play forward of the ball. So it should have been seven on seven in Swan's forward line. So I think that was a, you know, a great move, and Geelong's been doing that a little bit. So 
Um, but, you know, having the ability to send Dangerfield forward, he gets picked up by Rampy, mm. one of the best defenders one-on-one in the comp, and um, Never just saw him Rampy shreds. beaten like that. Well, you watch, you watch and you see Dangerfield, you can read it as quick as him, but he gets there quicker than you because he's so fast. Yeah. He's so strong. He's so athletic. He's like... See, I was watching it and thinking, he's had seven shots in a half in a final. Yeah. He could legitimately kick... 80 to 100 goals as a forward if he played forward. Yeah. So if they get Ablett next year, 2018, is it Dangerfield forward, Ablett midfield? Because Dangerfield forward, like he can do stuff no one else can. I know Ablett can as well. Could win a Coleman. But then Ablett in the midfield is so clean around stoppage, such a good ball user, such a good kick. And I think Ablett's a better kick than Dangerfield. Imagine Ablett kicking it to Dangerfield. Like they're going to be like the Golden State Warriors of the AFL. <laughs> but then imagine having Ablett at his feet. Yeah, you could you could do all that. Mm. So, and that uh, is why uh, Geelong is so keen on that man. Yeah, to be honest, what would you do with Harry Taylor? You start him back or forward? Um, I think if Lonigan comes back in, you know, I think well, so it would be Lonigan to, to Walker, Mitch McGovern going down. Yeah, probably means that Taylor has to go back forward because there's not a. Match up. Three sort of three prong like Jenkins. Well, so there's Henderson. Jenkins. Henderson probably gets Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Then Lonigan gets Walker, and then who does Harry Taylor get now? Not Tom Lynch because Tom Lynch is a hit up player. We'll so you're probably it. playing like a Stewart on him. Mackie. Um, Mackie. So I think go go forward. Put him forward because then you've got Hawkins, Dangerfield, Menzel, Menzel, and. Taylor Ford. Taylor kicked five last time. Yep. So there's a potential get him there in the air. Um, simple, the football gets simplified in finals. You know, you see how quick and direct every side's playing. You know, as soon as they get it centre forward, it's wheel, get it in long one-on-one. So, yep. um, what, what do the Crows do so well in terms of their half-back, half-forward connection? You know, they score something. They seem to win it, the half-back, and then are able to score so easily. Yeah, well, they, I think initially when they lose the footy, they all run back really hard to help defend. Yep. And then their defenders do zone off quite well. So they, they're obviously playing on someone, but as soon as he's not dangerous, they get back and, um, you know, Jake Lever's the best in the comp at it. Yep. Reads the play, takes the mark. And then from there, they've got all their numbers. So they run and carry really quick. They go straight back at you. They're not worried about trying to switch the play. They just go straight back at you. Betts, Walker, guys like that hold length forward of the ball. Lynch hits up really well. He's sort of their main connector. And I think yep. if... You were Geelong and you'd be trying to take him Tom out Lynch out mm. because he's the guy that connects so much of their play. Brody Smith's a big out because he you know, can run for 40 metres, kick 60. So you're, they've got to replace seed. that, mm-hmm. um, which might be Seeds, um, an ex-Collingwood player. So you know he's got a big chance in a prelim final to, to have a major impact on that game. So it's going to be a cracking game and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, who are you tipping? Um, and, you know, with the... With the Geelong be daunted by going over there. They've got a good record over there. Yeah, they've got a good record there. I, I still tip Adelaide. I just think weight and numbers will get it done for them. Yep. I think they're, as we spoke about it before, but their bottom six I think is really strong and it's hard to name them. Um, and I just think you know Eddie Betts, um, Walker, Lynch, I don't know if McGovern gets up, but they're so dangerous and they get it in so quickly to their forwards. So Charlie Cameron, another one. So it's going to be a cracking game. What would you do? Blitzarves did a great job on Josh Kennedy. Yep, Sloan. Uh, Straight to Sloan. Well, they've got Scotty Selwood there yeah, as well. Yeah, I think you let Scott Selwood go. I think you let him just play. Head to head so with go. Crouch. Matty Crouch, make him earn it. Because Matty Crouch is a bit like Tom Lynch. He's sort of their connector. Yeah. You know, they get it off half back, and there's a little pokey handball, and it's always him. 
he's always a guy that's just a little bit free. He's so quick with his hands. So um, I think Salwood could play on him and then you know potentially get some ball as well because if you don't have Dangerfield there, you need someone to win a bit of the foot in. I think Scott Salwood can do that better than Blitzavs. What about the effort of Joel Salwood? So he had dankle surgery, what was it, a little bit more than a month ago now. He's played a couple of finals and he hasn't had big numbers. He's clearly hampered still. Um, the courage to play clearly sore and restricted, I think, is probably a storyline that's flown under the radar to this part. But, um, you know, just as a captain, can you talk to um, how he must be feeling, you know, how, how good an effort that is? Because I'd imagine down there, his ankle would still be pretty sore. And I know Libertor, some of the Bulldogs guys got away with it last year with some pain. Yeah, I think Liber had the same mm. op and got back around the same sort of time frame. But I think just having him out there, just looking across and seeing yep. Salwood there, the guys would grow taller. And the commentary, you know, because they say like he's well below, you know, performances in the first two finals or whatever, but he's still playing service of football and anything you get around him, you've got to earn. And his pressure around the ball has been really good. Yeah. And, well, I'd take my hat off to him. Yeah. yeah, I think to just get back out there, the guys walk taller if he's playing. So, And he'd know that. Mm. Um, and yeah, as you said, he's clearly playing sore, hampered. You know, it's an ankle injury for an inside midfielder. He can't, you know, his whole game is grunt, speed, power off the mark. So, um, you know, he's, he's probably one guy that's going to benefit the longer they stay in, the more match fit, match hardened. Because he missed four weeks of footy. Mm. So, plus the bye, that's five weeks or whatever. So, it's a huge effort. And, you know, he'll be rubbing his hands that he's got another opportunity this week one thing uh tactically for do you want to ask you about um also is tom hawkins does he i get the feeling he's playing a sacrificial role up the ground creating space sometimes for menzel and Dangerfield to help draw like last week it was grundy clearly and this week it might be um talia so if you're if you're adelaide do you want someone to go with him when he goes up the ground or do you hang back um, yeah, I think the Swans, though, I think Sydney, I mean, Geelong planned really well, knowing that they're such a tight one-on-one side. So Hawkins got on his bike, got up the ground, moved. But if you sort of look back only a week earlier, you look at Richmond, they sort of let him go when he mm. got high up the ground. And it's Ashbury or Rance, let him go. If you win it up there, you've got to turn and kick it back to us. So I think Adelaide will probably be down that mould a little bit more, that if you want to get up to the wings, you can get it. But then you've got to try and kick it through us. Yep. So I think that's the way to go, because then if he gets it up there tries to kick it to Dangerfield, you might have Talia, Lever, trying to cut the ball off, plus his direct opponent. It's Tiger time at the MCG on Saturday versus uh, well, GWS. There's not going to be very many Giants fans there, is there? Let, maybe. Well, the 100,000 will be there. Yeah. How the, many? 1,200 Giant 1200 tickets giant got sold. Amazing, isn't it? 1,200. It's going to so be you... the most hostile environment <laughs> ever in a game of football. But that's why I like ever if, come across. If Richmond are getting done and it's, they're getting pumped, it's going to be well, even yeah. weirder to see that it's just dead silence yeah it'll be like anzac day when everyone's marching out and just dead silence and that'll be interesting too on just so they get through to grand final day right and this has always been my issue with the club in talking about you know um the giants and their development etc um if they do win a flag is anyone gonna care like because when we've won it in the past bulldogs last year amazing emotion you know you can remember your time how incredible that final siren is when the giants win What's going to happen on that final? So if they do win the big dance, will oh, it be the, crickets? The, oh no, I think the players and staff are going to love it. Yeah, but, no. I'm but yeah, I don't, yeah, the fan side of things, it's got, that, that's a really interesting question because you just don't know. Like they, because they are, they're only a new club. They're trying to build their supporter base. Trying to, in saying that, the grand final is quite a corporate event. Yeah. So there's a lot of corporate stuff sold and packages and yeah. So there's going to be a big crowd regardless. But yeah, I, who sticks around? Oh, well, I just think back to when I played that prelim. A couple of prelims versus Hawthorne versus Geelong. Mm. Um, a couple of times versus Geelong. Actually, Sydney up in Sydney. 
like we've always had majority of the crowd as a Collingwood player. And I remember playing against Geelong in 2010 when we won. It felt like they had no supporters there. And, yeah. they, and it was probably 70, 30 our way. I cannot imagine what Saturday is going to be like. It's like <laughs> Giants, if they score, they're yeah. going to get booed. Like, or it's going to be silence. Yeah. Like, it'll be absolute mayhem. And if Scary. Richmond get close to scoring, yeah. it's going to be like... Will that be intimidating for the for the young Giants? I think it's going to be intimidating for the Giants. It yeah. will be intimidating for the umpires. Because imagine every time a Giants gets tackled, yeah, that, that roar is going to be huge. Too yeah. much. So... Yeah. And but as Leon Cameron said, the Giants have played Adelaide in Adelaide. They've played Port, so they've got an experience of it. But this it is going to be next level. That's yep. a, that's actually half the crowd. But if these Adelaide in Adelaide <laughs> yeah. is then, half uh, the size, uh, these it's two Adelaides in two <laughs> Adelaides. Oh, it's, yep. But these kids are the, you know, the, they're not kids. They're men yeah. now. They're t- all the right age, twenty four, twenty five. So they're primed for this. Yeah. So well, and you the know, questions they're, are still they're idle. still. But like when you're going into it. As a player, like you cannot wait to be exposed to that because everyone talks about it, the heat. It's going to be the hottest game you've ever played in. You want to show that you can shine, you can stand up in this. So you've got 22 guys and, and mm. they've got experience up there. They've got Stevie J up there. He's played in them. Heat has played in them. Yep. So they, they'll be warning the guys what's coming and to embrace it because if they stand up in this heat, they take the crowd out of it early. Yep. And it just goes back to their footy. What were you thinking when you walked up the <clears throat> race and you... You walk up and you see the ground and the crowd roars. What are you thinking in that exact moment? It's just the are best. F- it's the best feeling. Um, playing prelims and grand finals, nothing beats it. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate that this club's got such a massive army of mm. supporters. And that Collingwood chant that goes up, it's, you can actually, it's almost feels slightly disrespectful because it just overpowers anything else that happens. So if any other team tries to chant and Collingwood wants to do their chant, Collingwood gets their way mm. and to know that you've got that backing is huge and you know Richmond when we watched Richmond Geelong a few weeks ago Richmond have that so it's like a 19th player yep. so they've got the 19th guy on the field this weekend and I think it you can see the adrenaline lift even in the players they all grow a leg so it's the best feeling walking out like Cochin this weekend walking out onto the G all those boys goosebumps you're gonna, yeah you look around you've got to I've always said to people um, first game players like when you come out just embrace it. Look around. Take it all in. Shit yourself a little bit because it's good. You're, you're achieving a dream. So, yeah, um, yeah it's going to be cracking. The, the pressure's still going to go a bit both ways. It's oh, not absolutely. Like Richmond's played in well, they've all many got finals. They've so. all got something to lose. Yeah, they've all got something to lose. So, mm. um, you know, there's no free hits. You win this, you play in a grand final. You lose, you're done. Yeah, we still it get, the, get any better than that. We haven't seen the effect of the double buy yet. The yeah, true. So. Well, Could the top four made it through to the prelims. Yeah. So but this was always going to be the worry. The prelim was going to be the worry. Yeah, yeah. Because this is the Last week. year, the two sides that yeah. had off, the break. Yeah. Off the double Y. So where is this going to be won? I mean, a lot's been spoken about um, uh, Stevie J. But ultimately, it's Richmond's forward pressure, which we've seen consistently all season. And a credit to the Tigers for delivering the heat. You know, direct ball, mo- move, ball movement and heat every week versus the skill and run and flair and beauty Really, of the um, of the GWS game plan. So, how do you see those two forces colliding? Yeah, well, I think the I think the Giants will deal better with the pressure than what Geelong did. I think they've got the Giants have got because the, they got speed I think in the they've back got half. they've got speed in the back half and they've got the smaller type of defence that are better on the ground than Geelong are, and Geelong are probably better in the air than what the Giants are. So, you've got. Wilson, Williams, Heater, Haynes, yep. that are all pretty clean on ground level yep. um, and they're quite quick as well. So they're not going to be, 
you know, 10 metres isn't going to turn into two before you even get a look at it. So I think they'll be able to buffer that pressure a little bit. Um, and then I also think that the Giants midfield um, on the spread is really quick. Mm. So they'll be able to get back and support like Scully, Whitfield, Catley, Shield. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an intriguing battle. I think Richmond's defence is probably the key if they can hold up again mm-hmm. really you know, against Geelong, they kept them to 40-something points. I think they kicked a goal and a half of footy. So yeah. I think for me, that's what their game's based on being stingy and then wearing you down, pressuring you. Um, and Dusty Martin, I think if he can win those big one-on-ones like he did against Geelong, you know, he was probably responsible for four or five goals just himself off pure one-on-one. Yep. I am better than you yep. winning the ball. And you can't set up for that. You like it when he flares his nostrils like that. I got you. He does. He just looks at you and sort of like, you should be playing Oz kick. You're not welcome. Bang. You are not welcome. Um, but I think if Dusty's in the midfield, I reckon um, Canelio has tag. to go to him. Yeah. And this is like the proper tag. And then if, if he goes forward, I think Hita has to get him. So how will Hita go in that situation? Because I, I had, have had a bit of a question mark on Hita. Yeah, I think Hita will go okay with Martin. It's more the bets type at stoppage. You get up and get into a stoppage, change direction, all that sort of stuff. That's got him. But not too many players have got Hita traditionally. Yep. And I think out of all of them, he'd be suited to Dusty because he'd be as strong as Martin in one-on-ones. Because yeah. Heath is incredibly strong. He's incredibly quick. Yep. Um, and... If Dusty switches off a little bit on the flip side, he'll make you pay with running off. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'd be paying Dusty a lot of respect. <laughs> so, Jay-Z, if, yep. if they don't get it done, GWS, in yep. this game, mm-hmm. do you kind of you kind of give them that pass? Because it's such a... It's a at Richmond at the MCG, they've got so many fans behind them. Do you, do you give them that loss? Or, yep. or does it start to really, like, the, the pressure t- builds on ticking. Yeah. yeah, the clock is ticking on the football club. Remember they lost the prelim last year to the Bulldogs. And if Callum Warren had not been knocked out, I reckon they would have, to be honest, I reckon they would have won that game because he no. was... Uh, he was <laughs> Pardon? No chance. You don't reckon? Mate, the, I was Mate, he was, this. I was, we argued we've about had this, this argument time. before. <laughs> Bulldogs had 20-something inside 50s and kicked <laughs> atrociously in front of goals. Yeah. The game should have been done and dusted at quarter time. Yeah. But yeah, keep going. We've, we've had that chat, haven't we? <laughs> keep <Yeah>. going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I definitely think the pressure will be on this football club next year. But they've had, uh, I think, by far the worst um, injury rate this year. They got absolutely hammered um, by injury. So, look, I do think um, it was probably going to be tough for them this year. They've done well to finish top four and got to the big dance again. They're going to experience a big MCG preliminary final, which will be a great experience for a lot of their players. But the question mark now from a list perspective too is – you remember back at the start of the year, ever, the sort of talk was, oh, this club's going to win four out of the next five flags. Given. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a dynasty like we've never seen before. When you start to look up at their list now, it's been pecked away at the edges so much that you wonder whether this, in three or four years' time they're going to have the depth and the top-line talent still uh, to be as dominant and, and to really be a force over the next five years. So I think that's probably under question a little bit more. And even now, sort of Matt Kennedy might leave, or Devin Smith might leave. So, um, you know, clubs are still going to go over Div- after uh, Dylan Shield for the next couple of years. So I don't think they're going to be that absolute superpower. Some um, of the core leaders will start falling away that they got initially and... Heater and 
Cal Ward and all yep. of those guys will just drop off as well. So yeah, so they need to keep topping up without academy talent. But I think you know whatever happens this year, if they don't make it, they do make it. Uh, it'd be a great experience for them on the big dance next this year. But then you know next year they'd be looking at well, winning well, the flag for sure. Richmond got to bring in um, Shy Bolton. Do you I don't think so. No, I wouldn't change it. No, George Stagnan's been good. Yeah, and the the talk around him was that he's goal kicking. He hasn't kicked many goals or something. Wasn't yep. it? But you heard Butler a week or so earlier say that we're purely in the side to put pressure on. Yeah. And goals were a bonus. And that's the message that the coach gives them. How would they review that? Like when they're. I think opportunity. It's very easy to review. Opportunities you've got to go and put pressure on. Are you doing it? Yeah. Or are you now starting to forget that and try and you know look for easy ways to duck out the back and get a goal or things like that? So Cheap handball. Yeah. Little cheapies. Little Joe the Goose. So do you look at that as a. Like does Collingwood review that as a number? Like do you say the pressure factor is one? Oh, uh, yeah. You can do pressure whatever. factor. Um, or is it just an... Or you uh, can do just real life. These are the... This is the eye test from the eye. Like, we think you could have gone a bit harder here or yep. you had a chance to close back here. So, um, against Geelong, I reckon they all would have ticked. So, who's going to win this game, Scotty? Um, Tigers, Giants. Oh, Rich, I think Richmond. Adelaide, Richmond. Adelaide, Richmond. I think the crowd is going to be the factor. Yeah. Yeah. So, Adelaide, Richmond. What happens with the clash strip? Does, it, does Richmond have what, to yeah, wear white shorts? Didn't they say someone's going to flip, flip a coin? Might have to. Flip a coin. Which, Which is a Adelaide. change. Adelaide oh. should have the advantage because they're the top side in the comp. In the past, the, the high-ranked team yeah, has been high-ranked able high-ranked team should be able to just do whatever they want because yeah. it's reward for the better season. Is yeah. it that much of a clash? What is it? Aren't it? Uh, what are, yeah, I reckon change, it is. That's a change short colour. Black and yellow. Yeah. You don't want to see... Richmond has to wear white. You don't want to see handballs to the wrong team on grand final day. Yeah. When, especially Not when the whole world is watching. I'll play, I'll play a grand final if... You give me any jumper. Of course you would. So you don't give a toss about what jumper you wear as a player as long no. as you're there. Yeah. Richmond can wear the canary yellow. What about trade week? Is well, that happening? What's going on? It's all, there's so much talk yeah. now. I don't like it. Why well, is it overshadowing You know why? Because, because when you track stories, right, I could write the best feature of all time, right, yes. and it gets so many get to see hits on the website. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. No, I was saying before we nah. came on, you, you basically single-handedly yeah, you wrote the hey, Herald Sun you yesterday. You held the paper up this week. That's right, mate. What's wrong, mate? Uh, I'm not sure where he's today. Put it out there. Yesterday. He's getting ready for 360. <laughs> yeah. Day before. He didn't come to the media awards. Hey, it was interesting. The um, It's uh, the NAB Trade Radio launch so, so, yesterday. So that launch, yep. that's on every day. They talk yeah, trade. Yeah, they start Monday after the grand final and they do like oh. seven till five. Who's so that was just a launch. They're not going to do it through finals now. No, Monday after it. the grand final okay, it starts. Good. I didn't like how they did it yesterday. I don't like the... Why? Well... They're talking. It should all be about these games, mate. It's all the trade talk is already. If you think about all the, there's ten clubs not in the finals, so yeah. they're already behind the scenes having talks, wheeling and dealing, trading picks. It's all about hope, and you know, for those clubs aren't playing finals, we have got to talk about them somehow, yeah. can't we? Otherwise, I still think you should be able to trade players all the way up until Christmas. <laughs> all the way up until Christmas. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Imagine, so, imagine that. What did you What did you take away from Stringer? the launch of Trade Week? Well, I had. They had, um, had Connors there. They yeah. had um, Pickers, Pickers up there. Pickers is um, up there. The Doro. Saying not much. Yeah, Pickers is the master of saying not much. Um, no, Jakey Stringer was interesting, right, because he played the victim card beautifully up there. So he's a bit slump-shouldered, bit, you know, I take responsibility for my actions. Um, you know, I haven't spoken to the coach yet. I didn't want to leave. They kicked me out. It hit me between the eyes. I was shocked. So now after sort of – he was sort of the bad boy, you know. You're not suggesting Did he's you faking buy it. it. Did you, you buy it? it? 
Did you buy it then? If you think he was the victim, did you it's buy a, that sale? You I sort of did. Yeah. Were you there? Were you there live? Hook, line, and sinker. Were you there live? Yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. Okay. So, um, you know, now he's talking about he's doing some boxing, he's getting fit, he wants to move in the midfield, he's talking to clubs. Geelong, I think, is still his preference, or in fact, it is his preference, four-year deal, maybe for $2.2 million. That's $550,000 a year for you, Scotty. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. And then um, and, uh, Essendon as well. St Kilda and North Melbourne sort of fluffing around at the edges, but I think um, Essendon and Geelong are the, uh, are the two clubs. But I do think we're going to see more of this. So from a player perspective, if you've sort of been booted out of your club like him, why wouldn't you go up there, be your soul, get a bit emotional? But I thought it was quite clever from a strategic point of yeah, view. Yeah, so strategically I understand that. But wouldn't that just be only a media sell? Because wouldn't all the clubs know and talk? Um, so like if, if That's a good point. Sort of my like if Luke Beveridge who's <laughs> Luke Beveridge who's like highly regarded as a senior coach. Yep. If he's tipping you out, yep. then other clubs are gonna know that there's something that's happened. Yeah. So it's like you can do the best sell job in the world, mm. but the, like I think if you dig deeper than just your yeah. what you've dug, <laughs> thing is though, he got Jay Z. Well, we know <laughs> there. Are, I mean, he's had a difficult year. Separated from his wife, he's got two young kids. He's only twenty three. He's actually like, he wasn't. I know. Like, I think because he was so good as a twenty one year old that now twenty two or twenty three, like he still played some pretty good footy. I thought exactly. Yeah. So it must be off field. One hundred and sixty goals from eighty nine games. Yeah. So you'd be looking at things like his commitment. You know, his diet. You know, is he drinking? You know, are there some other issues on the side? How is his training? Is it yeah. as intense? How is he preparing? All yeah. that stuff that you love. Yeah. Um, but he this is a young man. Like I He's still think 23. At, at twenty three, a lot of kids still yeah. don't know their oh, top, top no from idea. their bottom. No idea. So. Um, and I think the game is very good at giving young players like this a second chance. Yeah. And who would be surprised if he comes out for round one, just say at Geelong next year, they've got Ablett, they've got Danger, they've got Selwood, and he kicks four goals in a 50-point win against Carlton down there at KP, and he's the man of the hour. Like, yeah. That would surprise no one. No, no he way. He's that. such a good player when he's up and going. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I reckon surprises everyone that comes into the AFL system. They all love the game, and they love the two hours on the weekend you go play. But how committed you've got to be off the field. It's 24-7, yep. seven days a week, 52 weeks of a year. That's the grind that I reckon players... I don't know if we do a good enough job educating players that come into the system about how committed you've got to be. But don't you sort of get that or you don't? Um, yeah, like, I think players can learn it though when they get into environments. So who's an example of that? You got well, like for, or say for an example, um, say for us, Josh Dacos comes here yep. and he's played a little bit of school footy, a little bit of TSE Cup, and he played a little bit of state footy. But it's never been – it was never a Grind. full-time job commitment for him because you go to school, you train twice a week, and then you play on the weekend. Yep. You come here, you train four times a week, you do four times – you do four weight sessions a week, you recover every day, you play on the weekend, Sundays you're back in for recovery, you've got 17 meetings a week. Mm. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is like – They get pretty boring at times. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just – You've got to embrace the grind. I think you hit players about embracing the grind and you've got to do that and you've got to find a way to learn to love it. Mm. Look, sometimes I can, go home on a Wednesday, go and feel like a beer on a, uh, on a, on a cheeky Wednesday night. You That's know? what I said. Everything that has a slice in it isn't good for you. <laughs> Pizza, <laughs> caramel slice, none of that's good. Speaking of caramel slices, um, oh, Liam Pickering spoke about Daniel Wells yesterday and said he's looking lean and in good shape. He said, Daniel, don't come porky, don't come back porky Speaking next year. <laughs> He'll be, uh, he's training hard and he is committed to having a, uh, a big summer, which is fantastic Pickers news. is the master of 
Straight bat, isn't he? Oh, the amount of he's is. up on stage, people are asking about Ablett. What's going to happen? I don't know. We're going to meet him next week. It's clear to everyone that Ablett yeah. wants to come to Geelong. But I reckon out of oh, – I, I haven't heard a lot of managers speak a lot. And I was with Pickers for seven, eight years. But I reckon he is the master of – I haven't had a chat to him yet. Yeah. I'll chatting to him next week. It's yeah. always after his gig. And he does it very well. And he's – yeah, he's, um, I actually enjoy listening to him when he does speak in those forums because he just plays it so well. <laughs> he did say, interestingly, that Gary Ablett could play for three or four more years uh, and could Good play years. in the midfield, which ties into what yeah. you just said. It just um, depends his body, really, does it? Yeah. Like, you know, he, uh, his hamstring tendonitis, so that will be gone by the start of next year because that's just an overload thing. And his shoulders were not a non-issue this year, so... Yeah, I think if he's happy and enjoying his football, that's happy a big down thing. Long, mate. I think he might have had twenty games. But smart. is it? Like, does he? Is it come back to Victoria, or Geelong. is it only Geelong? Oh, uh, Geelong, yeah, Geelong. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's not going anywhere. So else. surely other clubs would be ringing asking the question. Essendon has. Yeah, you'd be stupid not to. Collingwood. Well, I don't know our strategy, but I'd assume you'd have a question oh, there. Terry Ablett, the Collingwood. Well, he was like the third rated, good. third highest rated player of the year. Yeah, yeah if you're talking. Analytics, not opinion, Jay-Z. Yep. Analytics, the third highest rated just player in the comp. It. How many times is no, that? No, no, I'm just saying. Over the whole year. Saying. You could fill out a whole highlights <laughs> clip of him. <laughs> Little finishes dips. with, oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just, you're just trying to educate me, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. um, what about, so, did you say last week that Ken Hinckley's going to the Gold Coast as coach? No, I don't think is so. Is that you? <laughs> Did Someone you say that, that wasn't guy. me. Why would uh, I? What's happened there? Do you have anything for us there? There's um, some rippers going on. Well, I did say that um, I think there is some tension and some bad blood between uh, the coaching staff and the president. I think they got pretty sick of him piling more pressure on the own football club. That would wear you down. It didn't yeah. sound good. It didn't sound good. So I think it was a amazing result for Kenny Hinckley because all of a sudden he's got. He's gone from being under the pump to having two clubs desperately wanting him. So yeah. he's on nearly a million dollars a year now, I would have thought. Got a nice juicy extension from Port. And, you know, he doesn't have to go to another club where he knows it's a long, long rebuild. Yeah. Those two might just have to get a nice couple of bottles of red, sit in the room together and just... But you'd imagine... I, I shut up. heard a bit of what Ken Hinckley said yesterday. You'd imagine that you would have robust discussion a fair bit in a senior role like coach, football manager, president. It's probably... Or yeah. being united before you have those Yeah, comments. but I think that you would want in, in really tough moments, yeah, publicly, support. full support. Yeah. And so internally yeah. you can have those robust conversations, but then yeah. don't go in the media and say, geez, Bucks has got to win this week or we're going to give him the ass. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know? it's, yeah. Not, it's not difficult, is it? It's not yeah. rocket science. Yeah. But the, he, I think he likes playing up to the public and being a bit controversial and gosh, we smacked him last week. Does he listen to the podcast? I don't think so. Um, oh, Stevie J didn't ask you that. Do you think would you would you play Stevie J? So he kicked six goals. He's very good. Did a, bit, a little bit of junk time action, but um, <laughs> did hit the scoreboard. He, uh, you guys doubted him. I believe you guys doubted him a couple of podcasts no, I think ago. I and I said that this is he's made for finals. He'll stand yeah. up. And so he's I think there? the experience of patting himself on the, the experience of what they're about to Someone's walk into. Um, but I think I, I thought his game on the weekend. He just simplified things. I reckon at times. The magic of Stevie J, he'll try and do that a little bit more. Mm. On the weekend, I thought he just got it, did what was the obvious thing to do, sent the ball back in perfectly, and I sort of like built his game off the basics. And by the time that he kicked those goals, his confidence would have been sky high. 
Um, and I just think the talk around their forward pressure, well, they're not a great forward pressure side as it is, but yep. he can kick snags. So we'll play him because if you're not going to put forward pressure on but you can kick goals, well, then you're doing half of it right. So, um, yeah, I think he'll definitely play. As I said, he'll be a cool head to look at for the younger guys. He's been there. He's played in front of 100,000 people. You'd and, play him. Yep. Even absolutely. if he was 80%. Yeah, well, I think with his knees, probably – with finals, everything gets magnified. It yep. wouldn't be the first week this year that he's not trained all week and then plays on the weekend. If anything, you'll probably feel better from it. Fresher, no loading through his knee, he'll be fine. What about Lids? I don't think he played a final in his time at Richmond. Comes up against his old side. Would he be nervous? Well, it's, yeah, it's funny because Dangerfield's doing it as well. He ripped, wasn't he? Is that the photo? I've seen big, it today. He's very yeah. happy with that. Big boy, big boy. He wouldn't have got the um, photo up there. There's nothing in the um, Sydney papers. But yeah, I think um, he'll be obviously very excited. Um, he said there was a group chat going on between him and a few Richmond players of the past but I think the move to him the halfback was very good last week just yep. to get him in, involved he's such a good user reads the play um, great with the footy he's very quick so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes and it's probably, it's funny how it works out you know you've got Lids versus Richmond and then you've got Danger yep. going back over to play against his good mate Jerker Jenkins Danger's a pro there. Isn't it? I liked what Jerker Jenkins said oh, were you okay with good, that? Yeah, a bit of theatre but Oh, it's a it's forever the battle that they want players to show more personality but yeah. when you do it's going to get analysed to the point of stupidity that is he being disrespectful is he being a smart ass and if Adelaide lose and he plays poorly they'll probably say that he got ahead of himself but it's just a bit of banter it's a bit of fun and yeah. do you know what the who who gets the most out of it is the supporters it probably gets more people to the game I, um, I actually just, thought it was a really good case study for this because it was Narrowly Meadows on AFL Tonight, was it? And then um, she asked him the question. Yep. He answered with the straight bat. Yep. We're not there yet. We have a long like road to travel before we even look at that and all of that. And then after that, she said, nah, come on. Give us, a, give us another answer. You want to go up against danger. You want to smash him, don't you? Well done, Ness. He gives the, the personality So So hold on. Why, is that, why is that well done, Nez? Oh no! It's, it's a it's to draw it out of him. Yeah, yeah to get a better. No, but the, it's answer. not. It's not bad on her. It's bad on the reporting from then on. It shouldn't be like, well done, you got it out of him, because yeah. players shouldn't be then crucified for what he says. Yeah. she should be able to ask the first question and get the first answer. Yeah. the first time, not the second time, because he. It's it's good for her up. to do that. Though. Yeah, it's and great. That, I don't think many people have slammed him to be honest. Yeah, I like, just can I you think name who has. It was no, but there's been commentary around his comments. Yeah, and they cut it? it into a package last night that I saw. Well, we just watched one of the it. biggest sporting events in the world, McGregor Mayweather, get sold on smack talk. Yeah. Purely sold on your ability to talk and build something up. So, like, how good would it be if Dusty come out this week and said, I can't wait to play against the Giants because when I go forward... Good luck if anyone can stop. <laughs> when he walks forward, the Richmond faithful will be going bananas at him going forward because he'll be like, oh, I remember during the week how he said, good luck, anyone stop me. Watch what he does. And yep. he kicks a goal and like, oh, he said that during the week that no one can stop him. That would be great. Yeah, I think that players are so programmed now to be mm. safe straight back. Maybe next year that's – I'll do that. It's I just can't see how we lose this game this week. <laughs> I can't see how we lose. You know, Because every week going into a game, I can't see how we lose. That's just optimism, confidence. Mm-hmm. But then you get me in front of a camera. How do you think you'll go this week? Oh, look, you know, it's a great challenge. And, you know, the team that we're playing, you know, you it's a great, it's a great chance to test ourselves against the best. And 
you know, walk off from that. I think you know, test ourselves against the best. We're going to smash these guys. <laughs> you never say it. But that's now like we the, know. That's the attitude of the players, though. I yeah. always thought so, the opponents. Were I, don't, so I suppose good. you don't. It doesn't, doesn't <laughs> yeah. really have to. It doesn't matter like what you say to the media, but I think internally you you obviously respect the team, but you're also thinking like yeah. you're pla- you're not planning to compete. You're, you're planning to win. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You're lucky, like, lucky you give us some good stuff yeah, for the podcast. Right. Otherwise, if we came in here and you just gave us that dribble. Yeah. That'd good. be boring. Get, um, get number one with a bullet. Who do you think will win? Love your tips. Yeah. I've actually picked um, the two upsets. I've gone the opposite. I've gone Geelong um, versus... GWS Grand the, Final. The Giants. Yeah. yeah. So that's... Stevie J versus Geelong. Not a... Yeah. Yeah, so we've gone the opposite once again, mate. Coco. Let's get it to um. What could be the worst possible grand final? We'd get it to Adelaide GWS. Adelaide GWS. That's a real snorfest. Woo. <laughs> who who are you going for? At least we get the you day want Adelaide. Off. I don't know. Adelaide GWS. Oh, is that what you think? Nah, no Richmond Geelong. I want it to be Richmond. It's just that would be massive. It's it's classical. It's huge. You get a, a bigger stadium. Do you get a grand final <laughs> ticket? Do you get a grand final ticket every year? Yeah, you, you can nominate <laughs> for one. Yeah, yeah. So I've two hundred club. Uh, so yeah, you can nominate for one grand final ticket. Yeah, I've got one. You in the yeah. two hundred club? No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I know someone who's got one who's in, probably in a similar situation to you, and uh, he sells it every year. And he thinks if Richmond can get in, he's going to get five grand for it. Jesus. Well, wait. Um, <laughs> you going to keep yours? So yeah? If you feel, yeah, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah. No, well, they're good games to actually go and watch. Uh, yeah. Five grand's so, change, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not change. It's significant money, but it's also, I don't know, I just love watching these games and like, I can't wait for Saturday. As much as I'd love to be playing, mm. I'm not. We've got this habit at the, Her- the, uh, <laughs> habit at the Herald Sun of um, doing sort of the player ratings and we're encouraged to sort of try and be a bit funny or cheeky. Like pre-game? Um, with them? No, no. In the, so we do, we rate, we score every player's grand final performance. A couple stand out in my head. Um, I remember one person saying that Harry O'Brien was um, shakier overhead than a sway bridge in a storm. Um, Farron Ray... Uh, Softer than the Jersey Boys opening song. <laughs> um, whack. There's a couple. So just stand by for those. They, they, they can be a little bit um, brutal at times. So nothing about Pendles. Not proud of Calm under pressure. Well, you were uh, sick in one grand final and excellent the Ooh. other. Oh, I wouldn't and have. I've also played another one that we lost. I don't want to know yeah. what they said in the first 2011. Fair assessment. Um, all right. Thanks for joining us on the Jock and Journo show. Wait, one more um, episode to go. Wait, before, what do you, how do you rate his performance, Pendles? How do you rate Jay-Z on the podcast so far? Okay. Rate his performance, yeah. <laughs> give him um, a two. He's saying turn the tables. Give me give me um, for next week. I'll come up with my little saying. Okay. How no, we'll get the people to tweet in. Tweet in it's something funny, something a bit cheeky about Jay Z's. Give performance us some cliches on, on Jay's performances. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Please. Um, <laughs> hey, um, Brownlow after party. Ever been one? Ah, uh, no, never. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. You've really got to get out more, Scotty. No, what? Oh, I reckon I've got like chronic fatigue or something. Mate, <laughs> you do. When it hits nine, nine thirty, <laughs> lights out. Yeah, but I also get up. What about when you? I get up early. Night games. It doesn't up. seem to bother you. Yeah, but I'm loaded up on caffeine, of course. So, and then I'll fall in a hole for the next day. In. We've talked about that. I'll fall in a hole the next day, <laughs> desperately. <laughs> Just crash. Yeah. Uh, I've been to a couple of Brownlow after parties. Oh, yeah. How have you gone? Um, well, You're a bit of a night owl, aren't you? No, not particularly. Um, I do remember Brent Favola, the one that um, one where he had a few too many drinks. Pressure point, of, pressure point. Yeah, that one. Um, I do remember seeing him sing on the stage at about 3 a.m., Absolutely blind with the band. That was quite funny Fair at the time. Yeah. 
10 minutes before And he sma- he punched Bryce Gibbs in the face I was standing next to him And he like literally punched Bryce Gibbs in the face Well he sort Gibbs- of ruined the night for oh. everyone With in terms of like alcohol consumption throughout yeah. the night Because now the service really is as slow as treacle yeah. Can't have so. 60 anymore Another no. year I think Summer's yeah. Black finished second or third in the brown low Actually right. I went to one after party Oh, And <laughs> Shane Wodan, Simon Black Yeah, I was like a fanboy They were like my two favourite players So yeah. I just went and made sure I met both of those guys And then I left Sean Burgoyne <laughs> no, I haven't seen Silk We'll find him We've never met him We've we'll never him. met Sean Burgoyne nah, Well I clearly have Brad Green Pre or post a game Well like in a social setting Brad Green Brad Green I Sign my poster Brad Green. I, might actually get, I might actually get his card and be like sign yeah. this card sign. immediately yeah. yeah I'll look for Silk this year he punched Bryce like Gibbs right in the face <laughs> <laughs> he did yeah, he's I was got, the next yeah. one and Gibbs just had a look of shock <laughs> the other year my other Brownlow party after party highlight are you going this year so I'm, no I'm not going can I get to my Simon Black story yeah, yeah go for it Simon Black finished second or third one year and I was I had a few drinks I was a young journalist at the time and I don't know how this happened but he gave me a piggyback around the dance floor um, of the after party at like 3 or 4am. Another journo from the West Australian, Steve Butler, he was singing Horses on stage at the time and uh, some of that gave me a piggyback. Now, how that actually happened? Maybe sure. I'll go this year yeah. and report back Ooh. on what I see. Yeah. yeah. I'll report on reporters. Just go all journos. Probably not players. I'll just look for journos. Doing, um, doing their best work. It's not meant to be about them. It's not their night. It's, not, it's about no, you guys. Please. Thanks for joining us on the Jock and Jedo Show. Massive weekend of footy. Scotty, great breakdown from you. I enjoyed all that stuff. You've been on fire, as I said. You picked out the anthem thing. Dangerfield forward. Shut Looking up. Forward His head's going to gonna uh, blow up. <laughs> 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 He's pulled out the jukes and given the big uh, double cobra. Coco, oh, yeah, uh, thanks for joining us another week. Get the tweets See in. you time next week. Is next week going to be our final episode? Yeah, yeah, next week. Potentially one after the grand final. We'll break the GF big. down. But all right. We'll do Maybe it from now after. One or two left. All right. Thanks for joining us at John Show. Thank you. Catch Cheers. You next week.